The following podcast is a production of Commercial Investment Real Estate Magazine, the official publication of the CCIM Institute. For more on the latest trends, best practices, and continuing education in all areas of the industry, visit our website at ccm.com and sign up for our education e-newsletter. Support for Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast comes from Remax Commercial. Remax Commercial Global Network can help you adapt to changing markets, evolve with new technology, and maximize your investments across all property types. Go commercial with confidence. For more information, visit remaxcommercial.com. Welcome to another episode of Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast. I'm Gina Florzak, Manager of Content Strategy and Publications with the CCM Institute. In this episode, I spoke with Bo Barron, CCM, who is CEO of Barron Commercial Group. In addition to his work at BCG, Bo and his brother, Timmy, co-host the podcast, Commercially Speaking, turning complex real estate concepts into accessible and engaging discussions. Bo also contributes to the broader commercial real estate community, as a senior instructor with the CCM Institute and serves on the CCM Institute Foundation Board and as president of the Kentucky CCM Chapter. Bo joins the podcast to talk about being a third-generation leader in his business and a former Marine on a mission to empower investors, owners, and those seeking to learn more about commercial real estate. Bo, thank you for being on the podcast with me today. Gina, thanks so much for having me. So you have some experience with podcasting. Actually, you have your own called Commercially Speaking. From one podcaster to another, let's talk more about how you got started and where you get your ideas for your podcast. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I've listened and been a consumer of podcasts for many years. And you know, I just love to learn. And so to have that kind of access to thought leaders uh, through podcasts has just been a really, really uh cool and satisfying thing for me. And so I've wanted to do a podcast for years, but I never really could figure out the angle that I wanted to take. I knew it'd probably be commercial real estate because that's that's what we do. And that's uh, what I've got the most expertise in. And I love to teach. I didn't know that I really wanted to interview people. And so the idea of having people on and and it being an interview format didn't really seem like a good fit for me. And, and doing every episode is just a talking head where I just get on and, and communicate some message. Didn't really land with me either, but I was going to try to figure it out. And I've got this brother, Timmy, who's now my co-host on the show. And he's an actor and a comedian. Uh, and at the time he lived in Chicago. And so I was talking to him about it and really trying to figure out, okay, if I do this podcast, who's going to do all the work that I can't do, like producing it, editing it, all that stuff. And so I was talking to him about what he thought or who I might talk to, or maybe if he'd be interested in filling that role. But I still really didn't have a good feel for the angle the show was going to take. And so he called me one day and he's like, look, I got this idea. And he actually left a voicemail on my phone. He's like, I've got this great idea. Why don't I co-host the podcast with you? And then you teach me commercial real estate. And so I, I called him right back as soon as I heard that. And I was like, that's brilliant because that puts me in the role of a teacher, which I love to do. 
And now I'm not just communicating, you know, to a, a mic with nobody on the other end, but I get to teach my brother who I love anyway, all the things I know about commercial real estate. And so once we figured out, okay, that's going to kind of be the shtick. Then he came up with this really funny thing where, you know, I'm Bo Barron, CCIM, and he's Timmy Barron, ADHD. And so he had some letters after his, his name. And, and the initial part of the show was, you know, I'm the commercial real estate expert. And so I would communicate uh, and teach him things about commercial real estate and really try to simplify things um, so that he could understand them. But what's happened over about the first 15 episodes is, you know, I'd teach him some concept and then he'd go and edit uh, and, and produce the shows and he'd spend all these hours doing it. And so he's learned so much so fast. But the show and the angle is me teaching my brother commercial real estate as an extension to, you know, our listeners. Essentially, I get to teach our listeners by proxy through my brother. And uh, and it's just been a blast. And and the nice thing is my my brother's a comedian and he's funny. And so he makes a topic that to many might seem pretty dry and not very entertaining and he makes it entertaining. And so we just have a lot of fun talking about these commercial real estate subjects. And, and, uh, and when it comes to where, do, where do we get the ideas? A lot of it's just from what I do day to day. And so a lot of times we'll do an episode after I've met with a client and they've had a particular hang up or, or, um, you know, a deal went sideways and, and something particular happened. And so I was like, that would make a great episode. I can teach others how not to make this particular mistake. Or if they knew this particular, you know, bit of information, they could have made better decisions. And, and so a lot of our podcast episodes flow out of what our core business is in the commercial real estate brokerage space. Sounds like you have a great working dynamic with your brother, Timmy. And like you said, of course, there's always plenty to talk about in commercial real estate. But I saw this statistic the other day that said one third of the American population listens to podcasts regularly. And there are about 464.7 million podcast listeners globally. With all of this hype, podcasts aren't going away anytime soon. Being plugged into this channel of communication with your own podcast, what are you hoping to achieve both professionally and personally? Well, after hearing that statistic, one of the things I hope to achieve is, is to get those other two thirds of the population who aren't listening to podcasts, listening to podcasts. So that'd be, that'd be awesome. But the reason we, we started the show is I want to educate the next generation of investors and users of space in my own market. And so if you really boil it down, our podcast is for Owensboro, Kentucky and for Western Kentucky, like people who would actually end up being my clients who we could help and serve. But secondarily, you know, podcasts have no geography. Uh, they don't have an open and a closed time. You know, you can access these from anywhere 24 seven. And so you know, our secondary hope is that, you know, we can lift the educational level of commercial real estate investors, users of space, practitioners, brokers all over the country. And so, you know, even if my competition here locally listens to our podcast and is able to improve their business, everybody still wins. And so primarily we're trying to, we're trying to put out great content 
um, from a marketing point of view so that we can gain more clients. But secondarily, man, we just hope everybody wins uh, with better information that's out there. Bo, let's shift gears a little bit. So you talked about working with your brother. Family is obviously very important to you. You're third generation CEO of your brokerage, following in the footsteps of your father and your grandfather. Did you always have the mindset to go into the family business? No, I didn't. In fact, growing up, you know, my, my father, um, you know, as you mentioned, my grandfather started the company way back when as a home building company and it kind of transitioned so that when I was in high school, my dad was a commercial real estate broker and he had his signs out all over town. And my dad was one of the guys that put his face on the sign. And so when I was in high school, everywhere I went, my dad is staring at me from one of these signs. And uh, it probably kept me out of a lot of trouble just with the idea that, you know, there's my dad. He's still staring at me wherever I am. One of these signs is keeping watch over me. Um, but I really didn't think I'd go into the business. I, you know, I'm from a small town in Kentucky where I live now, but I didn't think I'd end up here. I thought I'd probably end up, you know, anywhere else. Uh, big world out there. I realized I was from a small town. I wanted to see what was out there. Uh, I always liked what my dad did for a living. It was somewhat intriguing to me. Uh, he seemed to have a lot of freedom. He could make his own choices. That was appealing to me. But I just, you know, when I was in high school, I didn't have a mind for, for doing it. And so when I went to college and then ended up in the Marine Corps after that, that's when, you know, family started to look very, very important, more so than it ever had. And I started to be really interested in the idea of coming back and, working with my dad in the business and potentially uh, taking it over at some point, which happened. Um, but yeah, when I was growing up, it was not something that I just naturally thought I would fall into. So you mentioned you're a Marine. Thank you for your service, by the way. I hear you have an interesting story about how you started your commercial real estate career after your time in the Marine Corps. Can you talk to me about that and who helped motivate you to get into commercial real estate? Sure. Well, you know, in Marine Corps boot camp, it lasts 13 weeks. And I remember, I remember in particular that first week I was there, um, you know, everything in your world turns upside down. You got people yelling at you all the time. I'm wondering if I made a terrible mistake. But that first Sunday, they allow you to go to church and they tell you, hey, look, there's no drill instructors at church. And so we all went. And I'm sitting there in church and, you know, we're singing songs that, that we sang back at home and growing up and, and I got pretty emotional and it was kind of at that moment where I thought home starts looking pretty good. Family starts becoming more important than normal. And so just about my first week into the five plus years that I spent in the Marine Corps, I pretty much knew that I, when I got out, I was going home and I was going to go work with my dad. But when we got to the end of that period, and I started to, talking to my dad more seriously about what's, what it's going to look like when, when I come home. And, and uh, all of a sudden he said, hey, look, I need your resume. I was like, what do you mean my resume? He's like, look, if, if I'm going to hire you, you need to put together a resume and I'm going to interview you. And, and I'm thinking, are you kidding me? But he made me go through that normal process of getting a job, which was very valuable for me. And so I created a resume and, 
and went through the interview process. And then he gave me an offer. And part of that offer was, I think, I think he gave me five or six years to get my designation. My dad's a CCIM designee. Uh, my grandfather took some classes. My mom took some CCIM classes as well, but my dad's a designee and he made it a condition of my employment to get my designation. And so when I got out of the Marine Corps on November 1st, 2004, I started working with my dad the very next day on November 2nd. And it was the next week he had me in my first CCIM class. I didn't even have a license. And so I remember sitting there, I remember sitting there in this class thinking, you know, everybody in here is more experienced than me. And the first thing they did in the class is they went around and you introduce yourself and how long you've been in the business, what do you specialize in? And I remember it got around to me and I was like, I've been in the business for four days. I don't even have a license. I don't even know what my options are in specializing in anything. Just happy to be here, you know? And uh, so that started my, uh, my path to the pen. And it was a great move because, you know, I was able to learn from my dad how to do essentially small town commercial real estate where everybody knows everybody and everybody knows what's going on and, and you're negotiating with people you generally like and know and um, kind of the small town vibe. But the CCIM education, not only did it give me the, the education to get further faster in my career, it gave me a tremendous amount of confidence as well. And it exposed me to how commercial real estate was done in bigger cities and in different ways. And it expanded the possibilities uh, for me. So I remember coming back from these classes thinking, man, unbelievable. And how we do things here is not the only way that we can do things here. Like we can do them differently. And I just, I learned as much from the other people in the classes than I did from the instructors and uh, just to, unbelievably positive experience for me and my career. That's a great story, Bo. Thank you for sharing that. You mentioned your father being integral to your story and your path to the pen. Not only you served your country, you served the community, the commercial real estate community as a volunteer leader and helped to carve the path for the pen to others by being an instructor for the CCIM Institute. What motivates you to give back and what do you hope to leave as your legacy? You know, in some ways I feel like I'm too young to be thinking about my, my legacy, but uh, I'm not near as young as I used to be. Uh, but, you know, what, what motivates me is, you know, I remember when I was in, the, in those CCIM classes and I remember these instructors, they were incredible, great communicators. They knew so much and, and I know they're getting paid and, and all that, but like they're there all week to help me further my career. And I remember thinking, man, I want to be one of those guys when I grow up. I remember the sense of gratitude that I had that these highly successful guys who are making less money this week because they're here with me and the rest of these students, um, that was a pretty incredible thing. And I just remember thinking, you know, it's just, I was just grateful. And so later on in my career, it dawned on me that I actually could become one of these instructors, maybe. And so I remember going through the process of applying to becoming an instructor and, and uh, was able to get through that process and become one. It's been one of the most satisfying parts of my career to this point. You know, somebody helped me get to where I am. And so I'm more than happy to turn around and pay that forward. 
but it's so much more satisfying to see light bulbs come on in the classroom when you're teaching and to, to have students email you after the class and just thank you for your time and for teaching and for the potential impact that, that we can make on others. So, you know, it's just incredibly satisfying to do. The commercial real estate industry overall is one of the best industries I can think of. Like, I don't know who has it better than us. We can make incredible amounts of money. We've got a tremendous amount of time freedom. You know, generally we're independent contractors. And so we get to structure our days how we want. And that kind of platform and that kind of freedom and that kind of access to resources, I think comes with a responsibility to help others. And so, you know, whether you're able to make a good income and you're, you know, just a giver to things that matter to you, whether it's your local church or, you know, other kind of missions that you're passionate about or whether it's becoming an instructor and giving back that way. You know, I just think that when you're given skill sets and abilities and education and resources and freedom, that we have a responsibility to turn around and help others do the same. So if I were to be remembered for something, I hope it's that I gave back and that I wanted others to have the same kind of successes that I was able to have because others helped me. Bo, you've had a lot of influential leaders in your life. You talked about drill instructors, your father, your grandfather, pretty influential people that have shaped who you are. Today, you are a senior instructor with the CSAM Institute. From all you've learned from past experiences and the leaders that have come before you and who you are right now as a leader in your own right, what is one piece of advice you want to give to uh, people listening today? I would say this, it's more important to be interested than to be interesting. And this is something that became very clear to me in the last three or four months. I think I've spent most of my career trying to be interesting, you know, to demonstrate the expertise that we have here and, to, you know, talk about how we serve people and just be as interesting as possible so that we can attract new business and keep the business that we have. And I think I've gone about that all wrong for most of my career. Because I'm convinced at this point, if I demonstrate that I'm interested in the people I'm trying to serve, then all of a sudden I have an on-ramp to become an actual advisor to them. And if they know that I'm in this for them, everybody's ends up being more successful. And you know, a lot of that just comes down to your mindset when you're meeting with somebody is I'm not, I don't need to talk about myself or my the experience of our company or what we can do and what we're great at. I need to understand what my prospects and my clients are actually trying to accomplish. And if I can ask great questions and demonstrate how interested I am in helping them achieve their goals or to solve a problem, then, um, then not only does it honor the person sitting on the other side of me, but it gives me the information that I need to actually serve them best. And uh, so just from that mindset shift from trying to be interesting to being interested, I become a much better broker because I have the information now that I need to help the person on the other side of the table actually accomplish what they're trying to do. So when it boils down to it, I think everybody in the industry could level up if they take that mindset shift from being interesting to trying to be interested in who we're working with. Bo, is there anything else you'd like to leave with our listeners today? I think that as an industry in commercial real estate, the more connected we are, the better we can serve, 
our prospects and clients and the more opportunities we have to give back. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you're in the business and you're working with your clients and your prospects and you're trying to win, uh, find new business, win new business, fulfill new business, and that's all you're focused on, I would encourage you to get uh, engaged or connected with your local CCIM chapter, uh, with the Institute um, as a whole. What that allows us to do is uh, build networks that not only help us be better at what we do, but it makes us more of a resource for the people we're trying to serve. And when we do that, everybody wins. Um, the Institute wins, our local chapters win, commercial real estate professionals win, their business grows, and the people that we're all trying to serve have a much better experience and have better experts serving them so that they can make better decisions. Uh, and I think the more connected that we are, uh, the better everybody does. And so if you're not engaged in the local uh, CCIM chapter or the Institute in general, I would encourage you to do so. It does take some time, but the payoff is huge for both you, your business, and the people who you're serving. Bo, thank you again for joining me. Yeah, Gina, thanks for having me. It's been a great pleasure. For those wanting to hear more from Bo Barron, CCIM, you can listen to his podcast, Commercially Speaking, on his website at www.barroncommercial.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast. Head to SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Join us next month for a new episode of Commercial Investment Real Estate Podcast featuring another leading figure in the world of commercial real estate.